Welcome, and this is Fred Castaneda, one of your hosts, along with Lon Naylor. Lon, uh, calling all the way from Wisconsin. Hey, folks. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to be joined in just a couple of seconds with our guest, who is Ray Ortega. He happens to be not only a videocaster, but also a podcaster. And we're going to be talking about uh, what he's doing right now. He's basically the object of a case study, and we're going to be talking about his podcast, which is called podcasters roundtable but it's more than just a podcast he actually does the video right. does it in a google hangout puts it up on youtube and i'm sure he's uh, very very versed in the area of screencasting we're going to find out so coming all the way from california we'd like to welcome ray ortega ray the podcaster studio man how are you doing i'm doing great thanks fred <laughs> and so uh, here we are on this particular interview, and there's three of us here. As you know, I wanted to introduce ourselves. Uh, Ray, this is Lon Naylor. He happens to be Mr. Learn Camtasia. Awesome. Great to meet you, Lon. Great to meet you, too, Ray. I was watching the Podcasters Roundtable, and it's just superb, so I'm kind of excited today. Oh, that's, that's exciting that you've watched that. I really appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> and now, Ray uh, and I go back several years. I interviewed him in 2010 for The Struggling Entrepreneur. It's because he was getting into becoming a part-time entrepreneur, even though he wasn't trying. <laughs> People just kept coming to him because of his expertise. So, Ray, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, and uh, especially your background. I know that you were in law enforcement, and then you were a produce picker, and then you were a, a video podcaster and a, and a podcaster. So give us the one-minute version of your, of your past so we can get to know you. Yeah, I mean, it actually it goes the other direction. So I grew up in... Uh grocery stores, produce departments, working through high school and college, and then left college for a career in law for law enforcement, which is something I always kind of aimed uh, my career sights at, and, and did that for a little while and decided, you know, I just wanted to, uh, to do something different. I'm a pretty creative person, and when podcasting came along, I got involved in that and just started producing it because I loved it, and that was pretty much all I did after I discovered podcasting was think about and produce podcasts. So, uh, I was able to spin that into a full-time career uh, where I now work for the last five-plus years. I've worked for a nonprofit based out of D.C., uh, producing audio and video programming for the web, basically. And uh, Ray happened to be one of the first people to jump on Google Hangouts on air, right, Ray? Yeah, I did. You know, I, not like I was some type of, you know, great fortune teller or something, but I had heard some announcement that they were going to do this thing, that Google was going to create this platform. Uh, well, they had Hangouts already, but then they said they were going to open it up for live, right, for anybody. And it was going to start off with celebrities and musicians. And when they announced that, I said, you know what, to myself, I said, I've got this great thing that I've kind of always wanted to do that'll be perfect for this platform. So the day it launches, as soon as I can get in, I want to be involved because I wanted to record basically uh, myself and my other podcasting friends and peers and other people who are, are producing podcasts, both video and audio. I wanted to record us having conversations that we were already having, right? We were having conversations on Skype or Hangout uh, together, and I thought, well, if we can capture this and record it. So we're to be a, a more loose format. I already have a show about how to podcast. There are several of those. But let's talk about the what fors, right? Let's get all those people who have such an amazing uh, depth of knowledge 
from what are 10 years now of producing podcasts, uh, those people don't have how to podcast shows, but they have incredible experience because they've been doing it. So it was a chance to give the entire community a voice uh, to come and share their experiences and have everybody learn from as many people as possible in the podcasting space. But you were the one that actually set up the Google Hangout on air and you were walking through it. This was in the early stages when it was just yes. barely available and barely announced. I know. And by the way, Ray, Lon has also gotten into Google Hangouts on air. When was it, Lon? About a year and a half ago, you actually were on a Google Hangout with Jason Company, right? Yeah, they're pretty much uh, really into it. So I thought, well, these are a couple of really smart guys. And if they're doing it, they're doing it for a very good reason. And I kind of jumped into it a bit, and it's a, a very good platform for what it's designed for, certainly. Right, and the nice part about it is, obviously, you're on YouTube because it becomes a video and available and available immediately on YouTube, so that you can then share this, and it's published to the world, so you have your followers see you on video. And now, Ray, I don't know if, if you're aware of it, but Lon has been doing PowerPoint video as well as screencasting, for many years, he has uh, his own his own product and offering in the LearnCamtasia.com area. And uh, Lon, tell us a little bit about that, how you got into video and also into screencasting. Well, my video background goes back to my corporate days. I uh, was a computer engineer for 35 years. I spent the last 10 years of my professional career as a senior engineer with Microsoft during the decade of the 90s. And one of my tasks there was as a technical evangelist giving multimedia presentations. And this was, of course, right around the time the Internet just got started kicking off. And I thought, gosh, what an interesting aspect here. If I can record what I'm demonstrating on a screen. I used to demonstrate Microsoft software once in a while. Well, once a day, probably. And I thought, gosh, if I can record this and you know, have a, a visual video presentation, maybe combined with the power of an application that actually is designed for presenting called PowerPoint. Uh, I got into all of those very, very early, and uh, ever since I left the corporate world in 1999, that's kind of what I've been doing, just following that kind of passion and realizing that the internet certainly is a, a wonderful delivery mechanism just getting better and better all the time so the ability and the reach that we have is just something unparalleled in history pretty much so what else are you going to do you know right but you set your your focus on screencasting as well and actually teach people how to become screencasters yes that's that's correct so that which is on your computer screen uh, that can be recorded and narrated to and uh, used for training purposes, for demonstrations, tutorials, and uh, then the presentation style videos of PowerPoint uh, really just let people deliver an effective visual message. And uh, of course, there's audio content in both of those kinds of things, which is why I'm so fascinated in exploiting the platform that you guys have jumped on, the, uh, uh, the podcasting. So that's why I'm here. I'm all juiced. Right. And, right, and Lon also is an expert in animation for video, uh, both in Camtasia and PowerPoint, as well as you know throwing in some full motion video to, com to uh, create a complete screencast. And uh, so that's Lon's background. As you know, mine, I'm strictly audio podcaster, 
but I'm into screencasting now for several years with Lon as my instructor and mentor, but uh, and also getting to the point now where, do you remember, uh, Ray, when we did the interview, there was, uh, this was back in 2010, there was a movement that was going on. Do you remember that one where podcasters were telling the bloggers, get into podcasting because it's the next road up the chain in media and you're already creating content, get into podcasting. Remember we were trying to move bloggers into podcasters at that time? Sure, sure. I think uh, several podcasters were trying to increase the space by bringing in people who are already producing great content. And, of course, it is a step up. There was less competition, right, in the podcast space. There were certainly far, uh, many more blogs than there were podcasts. And you could really carve out a little uh, a space for yourself in podcasting. Now, that's the, the, the levels have... You know, evened out a little bit, but I think there's still far more blogs. You could still make a, a great impact in podcasting. The podcasting is still really young, right? We're 10 years old. Uh, we can't even drive yet. <laughs> and so <laughs> there's lots of room to come into podcasting. But yeah, you know, and I think these days you're seeing that is now become uh, more traditional media people, right? I mean, we have the new Media Expo combining with NAB this year. And I think like we used to combine with blogging conferences, we're now turning to old, if you want to say, quote unquote, old media people and saying, hey, come on over. The water's fine. And, uh, you know, we just want to keep increasing uh, the, uh, you know, the how people see the space and bringing more people to the space and producing more amazing content just keeps us uh, moving up the ladder, so to speak. Like you said, I think podcasting is really going to just move up alongside of radio, TV and movies and, you know, not going to replace it. Everyone, you know, thought the DVD player would replace the movie theater, which it hasn't. And, and, you know, I think it's the same thing. I think it's a medium that is really just pulling up alongside against all some of the, the best we've had in history. Right. And one of the other things that, that uh, we need to focus on is the second renaissance of podcasting that's growing. All of a sudden, people thought it was dead for a long while. It really was in just kind of a mellow, low, uh, low ebb tide. And then all of a sudden now, in the last couple of years, it's really grown and everybody's getting into podcasting. It's very popular again. And a lot of people are making some good money on it by monetizing it. Now, the, the way that bloggers were being encouraged back in 2010 and, and afterwards to go into podcasting Guess what uh, my job is at this point in time? I see myself as kind of an evangelist to say, hey, podcasters, you should get into screencasting. And let me ask you, Ray, have you done screencasts as well as uh, full motion videos as well as Hangouts? Yeah, I've definitely done screencasting. I'm I'm a big fan of it because depending on what you're teaching, you can really just, it's just the best way to do it. In fact, I... Just today, I had, because it was just easier to do a screencast to teach someone something. And if you go over to my channel on YouTube, which is uh, the Podcaster Studio, you'll see I've got, you know, I'm teaching people how to shoot high-quality video, whether it's a DSLR or regular video cam. But I also have the, uh, that's where the show Podcaster's Roundtable is based. You'll see that there. But you'll also see there are screencast tutorials up there uh, where I teach people how to do different elements, whether it's video or audio or podcasting. Right, so uh, all of us now are familiar with screencasting, and Lon is is getting his feet wet into creating his first uh, audio podcast right now. So he's very much going to be in, involved in this space. So let's talk a little bit about your show, Ray. You have a show that you created when the Google Hangout came out, and it's called the Podcasters Roundtable. So tell us a little bit, of, uh, very briefly, about what it is, because we're going to take that and use that as a study here of how you took a uh, 
what is typically considered a video and made it into a po- an audio podcast. It really was just I wanted to have an informal conversation about podcasting uh, with other people who are interested in podcasting and not the how-tos but the what-fors, the why are we here, that type of thing, right? The issues that podcasters face. And uh, that's how, you know, and then Google launched this great piece of, uh, you know, this online platform, which was Hangouts on Air, which allowed you to go live to an infinite audience. Okay, you can go live and you can have up to 10 people inside uh, Hangout on Air, which means, you know, myself and nine other podcasters can get on there. And we do. And we've done, we've maxed it out, I believe, once or twice. And, uh, you know, but typically, you know, I have a couple co-hosts and then I bring on new podcasters and we talk about uh, we usually start off with one subject, like the most recent one was on iTunes, and then we just go. We just talk, and we and, just see where it takes and wh- you. And what episode have you just completed? Uh, that was episode number. That was I call them rounds. <laughs> okay, round. just uh, like a boxing match. <laughs> yes, exactly. And we are in round thirty-five. That was thirty-five. Okay. So you've had you had already a, a couple of years of experience on this, and now the important thing is, everyone. Uh, may or may not know in the audience, but once you do a Google Hangout on air, what is the file format that results from it? Yeah, you know, it's, I often tell people or I tell podcasters that, you know, this Hangout on air is a great way to get your feet wet in uh, video. It's also a great way to get your feet wet in in uh, YouTube. So you get an MP4 file that you can download. But again, as you mentioned before, when you do a Hangout on Air, it's automatically recorded by Google and it's connected to a YouTube account, whatever you choose. And they will be recorded to that YouTube account by default because you were live. And after the, uh, the, the round or the episode or the, the Hangout on Air is over, you can go and almost immediately it is ready to be viewed so someone can view it as an archive they can embed it they can link to it uh, or they can download the producer themselves the person who's producing the hangout air can download the mp4 file which is just a video format pretty standard these days kind of like mp3 well you went one better than that ray you actually took and ripped off the audio and you once you got that audio you actually created a podcast show with a feed and everything and put it in itunes called the Podcasters Roundtable. And uh, and tell us how that has started and how it has grown as a podcast. Yeah, and some people would say that's sort of repurposing content, but I actually look at it as like a dual distribution because, uh, you know, if you're going to do video, uh, why not also have audio? Now, there could be some reasons for that. Uh, some things are better seen, or if you're explaining stuff to people that, that you're explaining it in a way that you're telling them it needs how it's, you know, look at this or look at that. That's tough for audio. But, you know, I have it in my mind as I'm producing a Hangout on Air, which is video. And just done through webcams, by the way. Webcams and decent microphones. Uh, in fact, the microphone I'm coming to you right now is a USB, and I'm hand-holding it. <laughs> and it's an ATR2100. Works really well. Uh, the $35 volume. That's right. Well, they used to be. We've promoted them so much, they're about 50 bucks now. But, um yeah, check your prices, AT2005, ATR2100, they, they fluctuate. So, yes, actually what I, I have ripped some of the audio out of that video file. So we mentioned that it's an MP4, you can download it, and you can use any simple, uh, you know, video converter. MPEG Stream Clip is a, freight, a, a great free 
resource for getting audio out of your video. But I actually go a little bit more in depth that before we started recording, we talked about how each of us is pretty serious about our audio quality. And I actually record uh, with sort of a convoluted setup. I record here in studio, you know, quote unquote, in studio. I record on my end locally, uh, higher quality audio than you're going to get even from that archive. So, uh, but that's to say, you know, the easy way is to rip it out of uh, the or export it out of the mp4 file and then you can create a traditional podcast feed and then you can distribute your show to all the, the traditional podcast directories like iTunes and Stitcher and all of those places you want to be right and so now you have this successful podcast and I think at one time you were telling us that you actually grew your audience by doing that right by taking the content of your hangout on air which is video and then creating a podcast mp3 episode and publishing that you actually grew your audience well, yeah, it also depends on which audience you're talking about, right? So I've had podcasts before this one, and of course, people become exposed to you through your new show, and, and somewhere in there you might mention, or they just go and look you up to see who you are if they're enjoying your content, and they find out you have other content. So I've grown the shows I've already had, but interestingly, I already had a pretty well-established YouTube channel, uh, which just crossed a million views, and it mostly contained some uh, tutorials, as I mentioned, but it also contained a lot of, uh, like I mentioned, video how-tos about shooting really high-quality video. And a lot of that audience, I mean, at the time I started that show, I was probably around you know, 9,000 subscribers or something. I find uh, that a lot of people come over from that channel. You know, they wouldn't necessarily, you wouldn't think that the two have overlap, right? We're doing Hangouts on Air about podcasting, and you've got people who have subscribed to watch a channel about how to produce video. But people who love video also love audio. They also love podcasts. So I ask one simple question when people sign up to my email list, and it's not required. It's just in there, and most people answer it. And it says, how did you find uh, Podcasters Roundtable and, or the Podcaster Studio, whatever they're subscribing to? And I'm always surprised by how many people say YouTube. Okay, And that is a direct result of they were either on the channel or they were searching on YouTube and they found Hangouts on Air, a Podcasters Roundtable version. But a lot of people have come over from uh, the YouTube channel. All right. And Lon, you're a veteran of, of YouTube as well. In fact, you've got plenty of short hints, tips, videos uh, on YouTube, correct? Yeah, YouTube is certainly a distribution area. It's the number two search engine on the planet so if you want to get found and if you have video content then certainly that's a great place to be because you know people do in fact for a lot of things search out video content it's the content they prefer to consume so yeah YouTube is a is a bit kind of a big deal it's the I, it's the iTunes of video <laughs> it's the iTunes of video yes now if you can be on both then, oh, yeah, that is pretty interesting, isn't it now? Right, and Lon actually does take out some of the content, pieces of content he has from some of his training webinars in Learn Camtasia, little hints and tips about Camtasia that a lot of people who want to be screencasters or learning to be screencasters would love to know, and he puts them up there, 5, 10, 15-minute uh, hints and tips videos on YouTube and, and gets a lot, of, a lot of viewers and gets a lot of notoriety for it and grows his audience there on YouTube as well. And that's my and favorite like, that's my favorite way to do it. I, I you know we talk, I mentioned repurposing content and but I really like what Lawn sounds like what Lawn is doing which is what I always encourage people is to take their long form content and pick out 
pieces of that content, break it into small tips or some other training that you can do and customize it for YouTube, for the people who are searching for that type of content on YouTube. I think that works really well. So that's a great way to do it. I, I think well, it does. Did, Lon, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Lon. I, I was going to say, I think it does work really well, especially, and I'll give you an example. I do a weekly webinar. Fred, you and I were talking about this just the other day. Uh, so I show my screen on the webinar, and we do tutorials and things like that, and it's all recorded, lots of you know, several different topics per night. And certainly I like to pick out the best topics and demonstrations and stuff and create those shorter tutorial clips, which go into my you know, distribution network and, and things like that. But there's a lot of times where we are just kind of staring at my screen and not a lot is happening, but there's a lot of good conversation and tips and techniques and stuff going on at that time. Well, it, it, like Ray mentioned, it's kind of hard to force visuals into, you know, a narrative like that. So I think especially those types of content now, as opposed to being just kind of boring static visual content, those are going to be some of my prime podcast types of content. So it right. kind of goes both, cuts both ways in that respect. Right. Actually, uh, Ray had a show that was very brief hints and tips, right? It was called, Ray? Podcast Quick Tips, yes. Right. So he had a show exactly doing that sort of thing. Uh, and it was content for podcasters that gave very, very quick things. Like he had, uh, I think I showed it to you, Lon, that little uh, five-minute video on how to submit uh, your podcast on iTunes and things like that. Yep. But uh, Ray, Lon did one actually better. Uh, as you know, I have a podcast uh, show that's called The Podcast Reporter, and I'm sure that, that Ray has subscribed to it and listened to every episode. <laughs> definitely. Fred, Fred, if I subscribed to all your shows, I would never leave the house. But yes, I definitely <laughs> listen to The Podcast Reporter. And there was one that where I was doing, it was I think episode 10, I actually was promoting Podcast Movement Conference, correct? And it was a 13-minute podcast. Well, guess what? Uh, guess what Lon had done? He took the audio podcast, which was created on July 18th, and then by the end of the month in July, he created out of that a screencast because he added animation, he added call-outs, he added the graphics, and he put it all together as an MP4 video, and it came out very, very nice. And so he did the exact opposite. You know, he took the audio podcast, which was standalone, and took that audio content and created from that audio content a great screencast, which uh, is up on YouTube as well, and I think it does very well. Lon, tell us a little bit about that. Well, I think it's more, I would call it more of a presentation than, uh, uh, you know, strictly a screencast, but certainly I lump presentation-style videos made with PowerPoint or uh, Keynote or something like that into that. And like I say, it doesn't lend itself to every situation, but in a lot of cases, especially if it's shorter content, it almost makes it, oh, it takes the audio and makes it almost like you were on stage presenting it is kind of the, you know, how I equate it. And if you can do that, then and it can have some nice, interesting aspects to it as long as you don't put too much work into it. But I try to create things like templates and use well-known graphics resources and stuff like that that quickly let me kind of put put all that together uh, so that it looks good and makes sense and a lot of my animations are standardized and things like that so it's a technique that certainly could be done 
And I think the example that you talked about, Fred, of that uh, episode turned out pretty darn well, actually. So yeah. All right. Well, we'll have a link in the show notes for that. And that is, uh, I said, another example of how you could take that content. And without changing any of the audio, you can actually create a, and what I call screencaster four different elements, right? You've got the animation, you've got the, uh, the, the presentation, you've got the slides, you've got the video, and you've got uh, sometimes full motion video or clips, and you put them all together and you create really a screencast, which is in the form of a video file. Uh, Ray, you were saying? I say I was going to say I saw that video and it was well done. Congrats on that. And you know, one of the important things about that is, you know, and I think that's that's the difference. As I was sort of talking about taking your audio podcast, slapping one picture up there, and sort of letting it play just for the sake of discovery, uh, which I, even that a lot of podcasters will find that the return is not so strong. So that is even that little bit can be a lot of extra work. But uh, what's really cool about what Lon did is he added, he made it interesting, right? It's visually interesting as well as as uh, interesting to listen to. So that's where the true blend is. I think that's where it really, um, really will play well. And and what's really cool about YouTube is is you mentioned like clickable annotations, right? So he can you can make it interactive by being able to click right on the player and maybe take some action that you're asking people to do, uh, maybe sign up for podcast movement or, or submit a comment. So, you know, a lot of powerful elements going on there. Right, visually engaging as well as the call to action that's there. And now in the second renaissance uh, of podcasting, what, what I'm trying to do, and Lon is trying to help me as well, is to get some of the podcasters to say, look, this can be done. Use the example that Lon has done. Make it visually engaging. Make it visually compelling. Tell a great story. Have a good message. And you can put your call to action there as you learn the techniques and the skills of becoming a screencaster. It doesn't mean you're going to be a screencaster full-time. You're going to add screencasting skills to your podcasting skills to enhance them. Just the way a blogger would add podcasting skills to their content creation. Right, Ray? I, um, I would say a little different in that I think with the screencasting, you truly could add it to your skills where you could drop in uh, supplemental screencasts to your long-form content and point people back to like a, a page or those show notes and say, hey, I made a video that demonstrates this really well. For a blogger to sort of just add podcasting as a skill, we all know Podcasting is a full-time commitment, right? So <laughs> if you're going to mm-hmm. blog and you're thinking about podcasting, I don't suggest dipping your toe in. You really have to sort of become a podcaster because at that point, a blog really is just – or a podcast is really just a blog with audio. I mean, a lot of us do on WordPress. It's got uh, you know enclosures and there's some technical aspects to it. But So I think that it is actually easier for a podcaster to uh, enhance – their like, sort of toolbox of skills with screencasting than it would be for a blogger to sort of enhance uh, with podcasting. So and that's an advantage to the to the audio podcaster. Mm-hmm. And are you, uh, <clears throat> do you see this journey of what of uh, podcasters enhancing their skills going to be uh, actually taking advantage of the second renaissance to enhance their skills over the next few years? Yeah, I don't know if I believe in a second renaissance so much as there's just there's a little bit more media around us, and maybe that's enough. I feel like as podcasters, we've experienced these. We, we've seen the waves, but we've also watched it grow the whole time. But, yes, there, there definitely is uh, – the pulse has been sort of increased on podcasting, right? So, uh, And we've always been promised that once we get in cars, that may be our, our third renaissance. I think the second, if you want to call it second renaissance, it was the smartphone, right? When we got on smartphones and apps came along, podcasting again saw a surge because it – across that one barrier that it was just 
it was too hard to get. Now it's easier to get. And, and I think cars is that next barrier. And it, again, it's just like the radio. You get in and it, it's one click. But so, you know, for the second renaissance, yeah, I think that the, uh, with the screencast, you know, it really does add to your skills. And, you know, the most amazing thing is this can be a way, you know, screencasting, I've told people you can make a career, a paying career at a screencasting because you can bring so much value, at least in my niche where I teach people how to do stuff. Screencasting is so powerful for that. So podcasters always asking me, uh, how do I monetize my content? And part of what you mentioned in the second renaissance is that we're seeing part of the reason that's happening is because more money is being made by podcasts. And screencasting is one of those sort of avenues of revenue for a podcaster, or it could be. Right. Uh, monetization, uh, basically, by taking the content you already have, enhancing it, and making it compelling with a good message, and then using that to your benefit, as opposed to just throwing a static screen up there and, and just putting it out there for the sake of. And uh, uh, Lon, do you see that this second renaissance, or do you see this cross-pollination going in the near future to enhance the, uh, the skills of the screencasters as well? Well, yeah, absolutely. I, and I think when I heard what what you mentioned as a second renaissance, the smartphone aspect definitely came right to my mind as well because it's essentially it's a great video delivery platform that's portable and just the sheer number of devices out there and the preponderance of the acceptance and usage of it just makes it so compelling that you just you can't get away from that. So that is probably one of the most interesting aspects to me and I'm seeing that happen within the screencast and video uh, world, for example, Camtasia, which is the screencast software that I use, have really embraced the whole aspect of mobile connection. And one of the new features in the software is that you can take videos on any mobile device and directly connect it into the software itself, into the video editing software. And you could just shoot your content, and then, boom, it just imported into all the rest of your other assets and content that you might be creating a video with. So clearly, uh, TechSmith, the folks that make Camtasia, are tuned into that, and there certainly is that very good reason that people are rarely without their mobile devices. It's I mentioned that video was content people want to consume. Well, mobile devices are devices they wish to consume it on primarily and as far as podcasting goes certainly there's an audio aspect to that as well people have devices that they like to use and consume their content on then I want to be in their face with video and I want to be you know whispering in their ears with the podcasting aspect so it's really just gosh it's uh, such a huge huge kind of a deal and uh, it's just going to get better and better with all the apps and things like that. The other thing that I kind of say there is that a lot of people are shy about using video. And what some of my friends and mentors are finding is that the they get asked a lot, well, which camera should I use? And more and more the answer for a lot of folks is becoming the one that you have with you, the one that's in your pocket. Uh, I have folks that are shooting just incredible video content with their iPhones and iPads and Android devices and being able to connect them in and integrate that with the content. And then 
use different distribution methods, like Ray said, uh, rip out the audio, put it into podcasting. That's some, that's some pretty powerful stuff. Now you don't need an iPod with you in addition to your telephone in order to listen to podcasts. You don't need a camera in addition to your, uh, to your cell phone or your smartphone because you've got that already and you don't need some computer that has the application there to do the editing because now on these iPads and portable uh, media devices and also on the smartphones, you've got applications there to do editing in both video and audio. Maybe not to the extent that you have on a computer, but a lot of people are doing it. And I think at Podcast Movement, we were seeing people actually doing podcasts from their iPhones and iPads and sending it directly up and publishing it right away. Right, Ray? Yeah, I mean, one of the best pieces of software uh, that I use for audio only is Boss Jock, and that's an app currently for iPhone, but hopefully they'll come out for, for the Android. But yeah, definitely. I mean, we talk about it. I've talked about it on Podcasters Roundtable. We had a whole round about mobile podcasting. And, you know, I, again, I teach people how to shoot high quality video with DSLR, with DSLR cameras, with really expensive cameras. But, um, you know, I'm holding an iPhone 6. And if you've seen this thing, it's built for consumption and uh, definitely built for video consumption. The screen is just, it's quite big. It's definitely increased in size. And the video that you can create with this, I have a recent person that I worked with. Uh, he's going to create his whole video show on his iPhone and with some good lighting and a little bit of knowledge, you know, this thing is going to be, uh, no, his audience wouldn't be able to tell the difference between uh, a camera that is, you know, gosh, four, five, ten times more the money. So, uh, I definitely see people doing it more and more, and the best part is, you know, podcasting was fun because it opened the door for anyone to have a show. Now the barrier for producing high-quality content, good sounding as well as good looking, is also dropping uh, really low, and it's becoming just so user-friendly. Again, have smartphone will travel, right? Fred, I was going to mention that, that that is just such a great comment. The ability for everyone... And when I say everyone, I mean, like, it, there are more mobile devices than there are people on the planet right now. And everyone can be content creators. So uh, I think that in and of itself is the kind of thing that spawns a renaissance, if you will. Right. And there's also applications out there that are being announced and being developed and being pretty soon distributed. One is called Ringer. That's supposed to be getting rid of the forcible entry of Skype into do, doing some remote interviewing because you can do that without Skype now. So that's going to be something that at least was demonstrated to us at, at Podcast Movement. But in addition to that, now you've got everybody who is a content creator now can step up to being a content producer. And that brings the uh, issue, the last issue we want to talk about, which is quality. Right, Ray, you consider yourself, and your title is, you're a content producer, right? Yeah, I was going to mention that earlier because we do sort of talk about podcaster, screencaster, YouTuber. You know, I also, we could do a whole, Fred, Lon, we could sit here and do a whole podcast around table right now, right, about what we call ourselves. And everyone has a different name. I enjoy calling myself web producer because I, can't, I produce all types of content that lives outside of a podcast feed, lives outside YouTube. But uh, the most important thing is, you know, as Lon mentioned, we all have the chance to be content producers now. And so I think that's extremely uh, empowering and that we are seeing the true democratization of of media. And everyone is sort of becoming their own their own brand, if you want. You know, I mean, Fred Castaneda, I know I know the name before I know 
uh, any of your shows because you're so prolific in the space and helping podcasters uh, do better. And apparently now screencasters too, which you've been doing for quite some time, uh, which is really cool. But yeah, I mean, go out there and I challenge you guys to go out there on the street right now and, and ask everyone, hey, have, have you heard of YouTube? Of course they have, right? It's become the sort of Kleenex of video. Everyone knows YouTube. Ask them what a podcast is and still, uh, you know, it could be like half of the people you run into won't know. So I think the names are, are less important. We all are able to just create content. We're content producers and, uh, you know, getting past, I, I don't want to, I want to put as least barriers as possible. Now, don't get me wrong. I am a very proud podcaster and, and call myself a podcaster as you do too, Fred. Uh, I, I am not have a zero interest in changing the name as, as that as discussion has come up in the space before. I just think it's important to make sure we don't alienate anybody and we make sure to say, hey, you can do this too. Really the tools and the, uh, the ability to just go ahead and start creating content is available to you however you choose. Right. That's why the cross-pollination is so important so that any, anybody who is in the new media space, whether it's blogging or screencasting or podcasting or video casting or any kind of content production, can then cross-pollinate their skills. And here, we're talking about skills in screencasts and podcasts, which is the name of the, of the podcast that we have here, which we're actually going to publish this on. Uh, Ray, as you know, skills and screencasts and podcast.com so that we can cross-pollinate both the podcasters and the screencasters to enhance their skills and become better quality content producers. Yeah, and I think there, so, I think there's an added element to that because I talk about all the time to people. I, we, I may have mentioned I do this for a living, but it was a hobby first. And the key to me doing this as a living, as a full-time career, is that I was building sort of a portfolio with my podcast of what I could do. And someone saw that content and said, hey, can you help us do that as well? So I tell people all the time, you are putting yourself through uh, new media college, so to speak, right? And you don't come out with a degree. What you come out with is proof of concept. You come out with a portfolio of what you can do. And when you add screencasting to your podcasting skills, you are that much more hireable, right? You are that much more valuable to an organization that is inevitably going to be getting into the space because, as we said, uh, it's growing. So more people are going to come into the space. They're going to say, we want to do this too. And where are they going to turn? They're going to turn to the people who are doing it already and doing it well and if you're able to then add uh, screencasting to your lineup as a podcaster, you are that much more hireable than the next guy who only does video or does audio or only does one thing. If you've looked at any, uh, you know, if you've looked at any job description, they always shoot for the moon and they ask all these things. And it's amazing when you're able to check off even more than one of those things. So I think it really right. helps. And, uh Vice versa for the screencaster, adding podcasting skills is going to enhance that because you're one of the case studies. Uh, Dave Jackson has a segment on his podcast in School of Podcasting where he says, because of my podcast, dot, dot, dot. And look at you. Because of my podcast, you were able to secure your dream job of becoming a full-time content producer and doing video and podcasting. Exactly, yes. Mm -hmm. So that, that goes both ways. Well, you know, we could be talking here all, all night long, especially about this. Like I said, we could have a whole podcaster's roundtable. But I wanted to ask you both, if, in case any of our listeners uh, here and this particular podcast or any of our audience want to contact you, uh, let's start with Ray. Ray, how would they get in touch with you? 
Well, I, I feel like I should say podcastersroundtable.com first since we've been talking about that. But if you go to rayortega.com, you can find everything I do, right? So I talked about being a web producer. It's all there. Links uh, to everything I do is at rayortega.com. But yeah, definitely check out podcastersroundtable.com and you get to see exactly what Fred's talking about where we're doing the Hangouts on Air. And you can see that there's an embedded video player uh, with the archive file, and right below it's an audio player. Did you get the the audio podcast version, which actually has better audio uh, sometimes than the embedded video player, based on the setup? Which that you I'm can doing. also, which you can also subscribe via iTunes and get a feed directly into uh, your podcatcher, so that you can listen to it and not miss a single episode with good audio content. Definitely, yeah. Check out iTunes, Stitcher. If you're on Android, wherever you enjoy consuming, you should be able to find you should be able to find our show. You know, it's a very interesting question. Again, we could talk forever, but uh, you know, where do you point people to these days? Is iTunes as important as it used to be, or should you go to the website first? So I'll leave that for another day. <laughs> and Juan, where uh, if, if someone wants to contact you, where would they go? Well, probably the best place for me at the moment, uh, I'm kind of consolidating all of my stuff into my personal site, but uh, I was lucky enough to snag my name as a top-level domain like Ray did. Nice catch there, Ray. Very lucky, uh, Lon. That was, yeah. a, that was a fluke that uh, I, I could go into, but yes, I agree with what you're doing. is a great idea. I think we're all becoming our own brands, as I mentioned, so that's a, there's a great great job to work on that yeah so i have that but uh, i'm still putting things together the best place to get a hold of me is at screencaststudios.com and you can just uh, leave a message there or check out what it is i'm doing i've got some resources and things for everyone and that's really kind of my resource site where i kind of look at things out there tips and techniques and uh kind of put them all together so people can have resources for their own screencast studio. And also, Lon, you are one of the principals that teach screencasting, and you are at LearnCamtasia.com, right? LearnCamtasia.com. Yep, we certainly cover all kinds of aspects there and uh, have things other than just Camtasia. We mentioned PowerPoint before, and certainly we have uh, some PowerPoint tips and techniques and courses and information and things like that. And I think I mentioned a little earlier, I do a weekly technical, you know, kind of technical webinar on how to do stuff, uh, tutorial-type-based things. And uh, that's my coaching program, which is at Learn Camtasia. You can find all the various products and stuff we have at LearnCamtasia.com. Yeah, I've been a student of his, and let me tell you, those weekly seminars and webinars that he gives, you can either submit a question, they'll answer it there first, or you can just ask it uh, live there during the coaching uh, during the coaching calls for the hour, hour and a half that's there. And it, they will actually go and demonstrate it to you. And, of course, everything is recorded as a screencast that you can actually look at later. So those are the places where you can call on. And myself, I have three uh, podcasts that I deal with, uh, Struggling Entrepreneurs, the flagship podcast, and that's where I interviewed Ray Ortega and Lon Naylor back in 2010 and 12, respectively. Uh, the later ones I have, one that's called uh, podcastreporter.com, basically following in the footsteps of Paul Culligan to make sure I cover things in the podcast industry and in the podosphere, like the, the not only podcast movement, but all the events and what's going on. And, uh, of course, trying to interview those people who were the early podcasters because it's been 10 years now, and a lot of people don't remember exactly how it started and they need to understand where our legacy comes from. And, of course, this podcast, which is called Skills 
in screencastsandpodcasts.com. So that's how you can get a, a hold of us, and we'd like to thank both Ray Ortega and Lon Naylor for joining us for this particular episode with their expertise, your subject matter experts in your own right. And, of course, both of you now are going to have skills in screencasting and podcasting, content producers all the way. Yeah, you know, I would love to be better at blogging, but uh, you would have to find blogs at thepodcasterstudio.com. But real quick, I just wanted to give kudos to you, Fred. You said you're sort of following in the, in the, in the footsteps of the legacy of Paul Colligan, but I would say, you know, Big props to Fred because you, uh, Paul, I think dipped out of podcasting for a while, and you've been here the whole time. And and no one, I don't, I don't know if I know anyone who's produced more podcasts uh, than Fred in, in terms of different number of shows and probably episodes. So kudos, Fred, for for you staying in there. And I think you're actually uh, someone to look to and, and a leader, right? Because you're always out there trying new things and new shows. And that should be what podcasting. You should not be afraid to experiment. I think you do that really well. Right. And uh, by the way, I, I do have fredcastinator.com reserved. <laughs> I just haven't done anything with it because I can't find the time to get away from my podcast shows. Well, there it is. At, <laughs> at some point, we have to flip a dime, right? <laughs> exactly. I wish we could buy time, right? Make it 26 hours in the day. Anyway, gentlemen, thank you very much for your time and for your expertise. We really enjoyed this. This was a lot of fun. And uh, we'll publish this, and hopefully our listeners and our audience will know that they have to improve their skills in screencasts and podcasts, easy to do, and they will be much more valuable in either whatever field they want to endeavor and get their success. So thank you very much, gentlemen, and have a wonderful evening. Thanks, Thanks a lot.